Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. And we have a very special guest, Connie Nielsen, whose new show, Close to Me, is premiering on Sundance next month. Connie, thank you for being our guest. How are you doing tonight? I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. And just like we were talking about before we went live, uh, I've been lucky to get a sneak peek at your new show called Close to Me, which is premiering on Sundance. And it's a fascinating show with a great concept. So you play the character of Joe, who basically the show starts off with Joe falling downstairs and losing part of her memory. So tell us, how did the part come your way? Um, they sent it to me and asked if I was interested and I read it and I was like, yes, I am interested. This is amazing. And now it's labeled as a miniseries. So are we to assume that this is a one season only show? That's right. It's oh. a one off. It's basically what I love the most about streaming right now is the ability to tell long uh, stories, like stories that really get, you know, allow you to really uh, tell the story right. You know, you're not locked inside of an hour and a half and, you know, you have to be done by then. Absolutely. But on the other hand, you don't have to uh, invent more and more crazy scenarios in order to, you know, keep entertaining people. You know, it's a, I, I really love this format so much. That's excellent. And this is, like we said, such a great show. Joe is such a fascinating character. Just imagine having an accident and not having total amnesia, but just a portion, the last year of your life, completely wiped away. What kind of special preparation did you do to get into the character of Joe? I've really, first of all, read up on brain injury. You know, the fact is that with a brain injury, you often see that people lose their filter. They kind of become uh, just in, in, in disinhibited. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be sure that, of course, we were going to, you know, show that with a great sense of humor. And so, you know, we definitely have fun with the fact that she um, has lost her filter and says things that normally uh, people don't say to their uh, husbands or to their kids. Um, but actually, you know, this brutal kind of honesty also, you know, reveals things about uh, her and about the relationships that she's in and also about us as, as, as people. You know, um, we often, you know, try to shield each other from the brutal, honest truth. But the thing about unfiltered people is they say things like like they are. Exactly. Without can I tell you? One of my favorite lines from the pilot, from well, from the first episode, is the skinny jeans line. I love that line. People will understand when they see it. But I'm like, how realistic is that? Here you are trying to get dressed to leave the hospital, and your husband brings you skinny jeans, and you're all pissed off about that. Was that just part of the writing that really attracted you to this project? Yeah. It's the fact that you really believe that this person is real. You know, I feel that so many female characters, they always try to please the audience. They're like, oh, they're cute and they, or they are sort of apologetic for themselves or they're like manly or, you know, you, whatever they, 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 these, these things that we allow women to be. But 
if we really, really play what women really are, it's way more fun. And yeah. it's also just more interesting. And the way that this show is shot with the cinematography in the images, for example, when Joe is being wheeled into the hospital and the surroundings is not that of a hospital. It's like you're walking into a ballroom. Uh, beautiful image uh, imagery that is brought to us. What are your feelings to that aspect of the show? Everything in Close to Me is is there for a reason. Every single thing is a clue to this mystery at the core of Joe's life. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that it's a mystery that has many different facets. And that kind of mystery also reveals things that, you know, happen in real people's lives all the time. Mm -hmm. The fact that people get told the story of who they are already from when they're little kids. And Figuring out how to deconstruct that story to find out the truth about who you really are and allow you to express the truth of that and be that's that's a strength, first of all, it is. Um, is is really, really important. And instead, I think a lot of people, if they if they really were to take a look at what they've been told about who they are, they've been gaslit and in a way they're helping gaslight themselves and keeping themselves stuck in a story that might not even be true. Absolutely. And we see right away that Joe is a very uh, determined, strong-willed character. And you could see that when she gets home, she's not just satisfied laying in bed and recovering. What does she do? She sets up a chalkboard and tries and is going to reconstruct the missing time in her life. That's the determination that your character has and the strength that she has and the possible horrors that she may uncover. Uh, Did you tap into anything special to reach that strong, determined woman that we see in Joe? I think that was one of those really powerful uh, scenes that I read right away when I read the script's And it was this idea that this woman comes home from the hospital and she she doesn't make uh, a blackboard and like with little, um, I don't know, with little needles or things like that. No, no. She actually takes a marker Mm -hmm. and draws smack on the wall of the living room of the of the dining room. And it's that level of unfilteredness. But that, as you said, that also betrays and and reveals like a person who has like incredible strength yeah and she she and it and i think she shocks everyone around her with her determination to understand what is the truth lurking behind all of these lies that Mm -hmm. i'm surrounded by and that was really where i took the, the key to who she is a lot and the interaction between you and Christopher, uh, who plays Rob, your husband, uh, you guys have a great dynamic and chemistry together. How was it uh, when you met Christopher and you guys hit it off right away? Was the chemistry there and did it come, did it bring itself onto the screen as well? Yeah, and I think. It was, it's, well, first of all, you know, I don't know how many of you have seen his work, but, you know, he is just 
such a talented actor. Yes. And uh, so I was so delighted that we were going to have Chris um, on the show. And at the same time, you know, those were, I mean, it's such a voyage that we take together and it's an uncomfortable voyage. It's a difficult voyage that we went through together. It was, you know, it also took a lot of stamina and remind to, to, to really see also the fact that, you know, one thing I, we should really mention, we, we shot this in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, you know, we were either on set or in quarantine at home, you know, that was it, you know, and it was just a really, really hard and incredible journey that we went on with those two characters. It is because, you know, I've heard many actors say before COVID, after a day's shoot, you guys would go have dinner together and there was an extra way to bond and shooting during COVID. Even now we're still in the middle of COVID that's been taken away from you guys. And it makes it that much harder to bond. Absolutely. Uh, But, you know, at the same time, the hardship kind of bonds people as well, you know, and I think the most important thing that we were looking at, was looking out for each other just making sure that everybody was safe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the series is based off uh, what Amanda Reynolds' book by the same name. When you booked a part, uh, did you read the novel? Have you read the novel yet? Or did so, you not want the novel to influence you? That's right. Um, for me, I've seen um, many times that you read a book and then you get upset with the stuff you can't break, bring into the series or into the movie. And so I found that it's better not to read the book and to focus on what is the shape of the story that we're putting into the screen because uh, onto the screen. The, the media, you know, a book and a film will use different, um, different rhythms and different um, uh, uh, sort of uh, conventions for telling a story and so i think it's really important to just focus on the the filmed version of this story because we will tell the same story but in different ways absolutely and i just had a writer on the other day and you know she brilliantly explained how words jumping off a page is completely different than the image we see on the screen now what i was surprised when i started when i sat down to watch this and i was watching the opening credits you're an executive producer on this. Uh, so what did your roles actually include as executive producer on uh, on this uh, show? It was really overseeing the all of the edits and the shape that the story was taking, uh, making sure that um, some of the values and aspects of the story um, that were important for me to tell were staying on the page. A lot of people... Um, well, I should say society at large, I think around the world kind of tries to ignore menopause. It's as if like that just doesn't exist. And that's crazy because basically the biggest group of people on the planet are going through or have just gone through a menopause. And Mm -hmm. we really, really have to help each other uh, create more of a conversation about what that means for families, for women, and for um, the people who love them. 
uh, how can they best support them? What is it that that is? What is this mysterious thing? You know, you will not believe how little information you have as a woman when you go into this thing. It's shocking. And even doctors like lack words to really describe what it is you're going through. So it was very important to me that this seriously important uh, passage, um, um, uh, which is sort of like a coming of age, it's like a second coming of age, that we really explain what that is and mm -hmm. also that we show that what's incredible is that, you know, as a woman, you've spent your whole life taking care of other people. You have, you know, taking care of your kids, your husband, your job. And then there is this moment all of a sudden where after this thing, it becomes about you. Yeah. And that's a really important moment and it can be hugely empowering. And that's also what Close to Me is about. It's what does that empowerment also do to, to Joe and her community? Exactly. And just like Joe, if you look at your career, you have a really great resume of portraying these really powerful women. Uh, is that just something that was has been given? Not given. Given is not the right word, but your acting skills make you appropriate for, and you've gotten all these amazing, strong women part. What do you attribute that to? Like, uh, you know, the queen of the Amazons and so on. I'm not sure. Um, I obviously am, you know, just as sensitive and vulnerable as the next person. Um, but I do think that I am maybe inherently, in addition to that, also able to be a warrior. Like, I would say that I am, I have these two sides to me, where one where I'm extremely sensitive and intuitive and, and, and and love my working with my imagination and then there is another side to me which i think is just a warrior and yeah. i like i i just think that that thing just comes natural to me and so i i don't so much you know play it as much as i just tap into that in me that's i mean that's very fair now i remember the first time i saw you on the screen was in the devil's advocate okay and again, a powerful woman. You played opposite of Al Pacino. You have worked with some of the greatest actors uh, throughout your career. Do you take every film that you've done and even still today uh, learn something new that you just carry on to the next project? Yeah, I think so. I think everything is about learning. You learn so much every time. Um, it would be boring if you didn't like learn something new uh, from what you're doing. I love my work because I learn something about the world or about myself or all of the above, you know, with every project, every story I tell. Now, Close to Me uh, dives into the psychological thriller realm uh, pretty quickly. Uh, that's not your... Like if you look through your long resume, there has not been that much. What did you think of taking a role in this genre of the, you know, the psychological thriller into the horror realm as well? I really, I just, you know, it's, it, these are things are, are just, 
it's not like you set out to say, oh, I'm going to make this kind of film or that kind of film. You know what you are attracted to and you just end up uh, going for that. Um, and in this case, too, it was the, it was the case of a really great story and really, really well done, like really well um, conceived mm -hmm. as an idea. And so that's really what drives it. It's not really a genre like, oh, let me I pr prefer this or that. But it's true that some people like end up like doing a lot of romantic comedies because that really suits their personality, you yeah. know. Now, uh, when it came to this role in particular, what was it that sealed the deal for you? Was it just the writing? Was it the character of Joe? Was it the story arc itself from the beginning to the end? What made you say, wow, this is an amazing story and I definitely want to be a part of this? I think... I think it's the, there are certain things that happen in the story that I'm interested in showing. I'm interested in showing violence in um, our society that is, it's just such everyday violence. Um, a lie is a violence as well. Mm -hmm. And um, in, in Joe's case, it turns out that there is a background of violence that you just don't expect. And, and I wanted to kind of point the, point the finger at this problem and say, why is it that we as a society still accept this? And how much of this kind of violence is encapsulated into like changed memories mm -hmm. and, and that then is sold back to us and then that we carry like this un- digested and undiagnosed truth, or I shouldn't say diagnosed truth, but um, this undigested truth that then therefore is this lie all the time. Yep. Now, would you, have you ever thought of the aspect like Joe's accident in the very, very beginning of the series and the amnesia that followed was her way of her brain of dealing with the trauma in her life? Absolutely, but maybe it was also a way of forcing her into discovering even deeper truths. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Never really thought of it that way. Now, the the series features some of the less glamorous aspects. It, 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 I like the the commentary that this uh, show takes on, like. Uh, abuse within a marriage and whatnot, uh, physical abuse, verbal abuse, and it really dives deep. And with each episode, it peels back a layer and another layer and another. Do you like that way of storytelling? I do, because I think many times that's how we ourselves even think. Mm -hmm. We we tend to a little bit like circle around the truth and take a little bit of it here and a little bit of that of it there. You know, we just peel back the layers little by little, you know? Mm -hmm. What's so interesting is that when she does, uh, when Joe does lose her memory and she gets this brain injury, it helps her peel away because she's not trying to be polite anymore. No. She's not trying to be the little good girl who, who does what everyone expects her to do. She is um, 
she is she's like her own raw self mm-hmm. and i loved the the opportunity to show like in a very raw way the like a real woman mm-hmm. a real woman now is that also part of the foundation because we see joe go into some dark places we're not going to reveal any spoilers here but you know you it you put everything on the table when you get in front of that camera at the end of the shooting day uh, and shooting some of the darker aspects of your character. What do you do to separate yourself, at least for the day from your character and go back to being Connie? I I have to tell you like there was like a moment. I mean, I had the longest days you cannot imagine, but literally like that glass of wine when I came back to the house was like, that was my, I was like cramped, you know, trying to to get to 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 drink that glass of wine just to, you know, relax. You know, um, I think if I'd been in California, I would have smoked, a, you know, weed or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was just so, um, it was so much, all the time. You know, we we show. Um, a woman in lust, a woman in uh, in in, her, in like who is going through hurt and who is confused and desperate. Like it was a lot. And like at the end of the day, I was just okay. I, I'm going to be arriving home, and I'm going to have that glass of wine. And it, it was really just. I swear it was that like the the thought that I was going to have that glass of wine and I would sit and relax with that. That was my thing. And that would get you through the day. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, yeah, was actually like how interesting the scenes were. Absolutely. Like they were so interesting. It was so like I was looking forward to going into those scenes every yeah. day. Yeah. And the directing on this show is top notch. I got to ask you, I didn't really pay attention as I was watching it. Did you have the same director throughout all the episodes or were there yeah. different, uh, there was one director? Yeah. Wow. You don't know. It really... was important because the, we, sh- we go through so many levels of time. We go through in Joe's entire life. Mm-hmm. And, and, but we also have a pre-fall Joe and a post-fall Joe. We also have a, a Joe from the amnesia time. Yeah. And those are different Joes. Mm-hmm. And so we need to really have, we needed to have someone who really could keep a hold of all of these Joes. And that was important why to keep the same director for every episode and not yeah. lose that aspect. Now, were you satisfied with how the story that we're going to see on TV, how they wrapped it up come the finale? Yeah. I think that the finale is appropriate to this story. Uh, now, since you've done it, now you said you haven't, you didn't read the book before or during. Have you read it after? No, because then I was done. Like I was done with that character, and then I needed to take some time off. But I also went into a very demanding uh, other character. Uh, that I was working on also as an executive producer and then shot uh, up until three weeks ago. And so I've been like just really deep in this other character. 
So how would you explain the differences shooting this multi-part uh, episodic limited series as opposed to doing a movie, okay? Uh, you've done some really high-budget films, okay? Uh, what is the difference experience doing this multi-part series as opposed to uh, the DC movies, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, Wonder Woman or Justice League? Explain to us what, what some of the biggest differences are. I mean, obviously, a, a story like this one is very intimate. It's a very, in, I mean, it's so intimate. You're inside of Joe's head. Like, it, that kind of deep, deep intimacy is is the point of a story like this. Whereas the point of, of the, 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 the big movie like that is a spectacle. It's creating something that your eyes and mind can feast on. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so seeing these incredible sets and incredible costumes and using like your imagination uh, almost, you know, to have fun. Because, you know, when I do Justice League and, um, and Wonder Woman, I have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm a kid. I get to sword fight. I get to jump on and off galloping horses. I I get to like run up walls and come down and spear a demon at the same time. I mean, that's just so much fun. I can imagine. Uh, but and then the other thing, like though, when you go into these small, intimate and and psychologically uh, tense um, stories, then you really get to uh, you really get to explore a character and go very deep, and that too is extraordinary, both to watch and to and to and to and to work on. Oh man, that sounds like so much fun! Just having the the spectrum that you've had, you know, like you said, the, the queen of the Amazons down to the deep character storytelling that we see in Close to Me. Connie, we're out of time. I want to thank you so much. For the people out there, the show is called Close to Me. It's premiering on Sundance. Is it December 6th? That is a question for my producer. Yeah, I, I, I just read it earlier. I think it's releasing December 6th on Sundance. Uh, it's a multi-part episode, limited series, one season only. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Uh, there's great character storytelling. There's definitely thriller, uh, suspense, horror aspect. It has a little bit of everything. Connie, thank you so much. Any final thoughts you want to share before we go? No, thank you so much. You're a great interviewer. It was a real pleasure talking to you and great questions, too. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Connie. Thank you to our audience. And on behalf of Connie and myself, guys, stay safe. Oh, and my producer just chimed in. It's releasing December 16th. 16th. Okay, December 16th. On behalf of Connie and myself, guys, stay safe and stay walking. Bye-bye. Thanks.